millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome again to the Explaining History podcast, and today I'm going to talk uh, about a perhaps less explored aspect of the Nazi camp system, and that was the uh, the treatment of what the Nazis viewed as habitual criminals, people that had been convicted of, shall we say, conventional crimes during the, uh, the Weimar uh, and the Nazi period, uh, and who were still under suspicion of being part of a kind of a, a criminal subculture. Uh, many who had left prison and had not reoffended uh, were rearrested in the summer of 1936, as Himmler believed part of the kind of racial development of German society was a, a kind of a de facto war against the sort of the the, the criminal uh, underclass um and that this was going to be uh, part of a process of almost kind of racial um development racial uh, improvement uh, and that the criminal underclass overlapped with uh, asocial elements people that can't fit into the, the new german society people with antisocial uh, traits or behaviors or people who can't simply e- embrace the kind of the, the, the spirit of the of the new germany um again we read from kl uh, history of the nazi concentration camps by nicholas vashtman um and he writes, uh, with the appointment of Heinrich Himmler as chief of the German police in the summer of 1936, the path was clear for the creation of a nationwide criminal police. Over the following years, Himmler oversaw the formation of a large and modern force centrally coordinated in Berlin. Himmler used his new powers to mastermind a strike against ex-convicts. On February the 23rd, 1937, he ordered the Prussian State Criminal Police Office... Um, to conduct the first nationwide raid against professional and habitual criminals who would be arrested abruptly and taken to concentration camps. So this is interesting. This widens the scope of uh, that we have within a kind of conventional understanding of the uh, uh, Nazi police state uh, to look at this idea of the hab- habitual criminal. 
Um, obviously, much of the uh, thinking of Himmler behind what constitutes a habitual criminal is racialized. Um, the uh, sort of lesser races, Slavs and uh, Gypsies, and much of the kind of the uh, the racial uh, riffraff, as, as as Himmler saw it, were more likely to uh, be uh, present the possibility of reoffending. And every Gestapo officer factors racial thinking into their um, investigating uh, if they find a suspect who happens to have uh, poor racial uh, heritage, gypsy uh, heritage or or Slavic heritage, then the assumption that they either have committed crimes or are going to uh, is, is factored into the investigation. Rushman further writes, using lists compiled by earlier regional police officials, the criminal police office selected the suspects and instructed forces around the country to strike on March the 9th, 1937. The raids went ahead as planned, and over the coming days, some 2,000 prisoners, the target set by Himmler, arrived at the KL, which had been primed by Ike, Theodor Ike, uh, head of Dachau uh, originally, and then uh, uh, administrator of the the camp system. Almost all the prisoners were men, among them uh, Emil Bargatsky, who was picked up by the police in Essen and sent to Lichtenberg with 500 others, uh, other so-called criminals. Uh, the raids in spring 1937 resulted primarily from Himmler's determination to wipe out the criminal subculture. So again, this is an interesting thought um, that Himmler saw there as being this, this stubborn and resistant subculture of criminality in Germany, one which somehow couldn't be uh, removed by any other than violent authoritarian means. Um, The various kind of sociologies of crime and studies of criminology, which are continuing apace throughout the 1930s, it's a real golden age for um, sociological inquiry. These obviously are of no interest to the Nazis. Um, The idea that um, crime is caused through things like urbanisation and poverty and all these other complex factors um, the Nazis are, are disinterested in and they are purely interested in the the means to suppress it and as far as Himmler is concerned the great tool for breaking criminality is the camp itself to break the will of the individual and to subsume that will to um, greater national or racial uh, needs and priorities. Because the thing that we have to see here is that this wasn't simply an authoritarian approach to a fairly standard problem that all societies encounter, that of criminality and law-breaking. This was part of, again, Himmler's wider sense that the camp was a transformational system uh, and the camp was uh, the means by which society can be reforged. Um, Himmler constantly talks about the discipline of labour, about how by uh, inflicting hard manual labour on deviant types consistently, that they can be changed. It's uh, not a million miles away from um, Soviet thinking uh, towards the camps in in that regard. Himmler is happy to announce that criminality has dramatically decreased and that Germany is 
on the road to uh, some kind of um, greater social cohesiveness uh, as a result. Um, part of the reason for the influx of labour into the camps um, was e- economic uh, economic factors. Shape SS policy, mass unemployment um, was on the decline by the late 1930s um the rapid recovery that germany had seen um which was really a, quite illusory because it didn't result in higher living standards had begun to uh, see um growing labor shortages uh, from 1936 onwards the, the vast flow of um finance of resources into rearmament uh, meant that uh, labour supply throughout the economy was um, in decline, and this has a an impact on wages, um, and subsequently the the threat of of wage led uh, inflation, um, and there was also concerns about labour discipline, because obviously when a country faces almost full employment. Um, even a country without trade unions, as Germany now was, labour uh, workers can still see that they have the ability to strike better and better bargains for themselves. Um, so there was uh, a fear that without a kind of what, you know, in Marxist terms, would have been res- seen as a kind of reserve army of labor or reserve army of the of the unemployed um labor might get the the upper hand um washman writes at a meeting of senior government officials in uh, on february the 11th 1937 chaired by goering himmler floated the idea of forcing some 500,000 workshire individuals into labor camps his proposal which he had probably discussed with kl chief theodor eich was too radical even for the Nazi state. So when Himmler met senior civil servants from the, um, the Reich Ministry of Justice two days later, he only mentioned plans for the selective detention of the workshy. Hard work in a camp for up to 14 hours a day, he announced, uh, according to the minutes, would show them and others that it is better to seek work in freedom than running the risk of being taken into such a camp. So the raids were designed to have, and the imprisonment was designed to have, a motivating effect uh, on the economy. And this throws up the fascinating new um, way of looking at uh, the camps in in general as a means of communicating, a a brutal means of communicating with uh, the rest of German society, uh, a means of sending uh, clear policy messages to German workers uh, in order to ensure that the labour force remained pliant. Um, this, again, is a really, really fascinating approach by uh, Vashman here, um, and one I don't think has really been focused on in uh, any any great way before, though, obviously, if you're an academic and you've written about this and you want to take issue, please, please write him. Himmler, of course, saw... Um, uh, his own power enhanced by uh, more prisoners. He um, was the uh, chief architect of the camp system, 
um, and his uh, deputy Theodor Eich was the um, uh, commandant of the entire, or the commander of the entire camp system by 1937, and flows of prisoners enlarged the camps uh, and therefore enlarged their economic uh, and their political potential. Um, he wanted to uh, transfer prisoners from the kind of the official um, legal system into the camp system um, and get his hands on inmates from state prisons as well. Um, the, the prison minister, Gertner, um, was still in a position to say no to Himmler, but that would be, wouldn't be basically the last time that Himmler would try to transfer state prisoners into the uh, uh, the camp empire. So the uh, SS camps became packed very quickly uh, following the March 1937 raids uh, against not just criminals but alleged criminals and further suspects uh, flowed in in the following months. Um, the prison authorities, uh, the, the camp authorities, um, were, became stricter on the possibility of release. So most of those who, addressed, who were arrested in um, the spring and summer of 1937 um, were still inmates uh, two years later when the, the war began. So the total number of criminal prisoners was high, with several thousand held in camps uh, during 1937-38. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In 1937, most of them uh, were sent to Sachsenhausen and Buchenwald. Um, which completely alters the composition of the uh, prisoner population in both camps. Um, shortly after it opened, uh, Buchenwald took in 500 professional criminals from Lichtenberg, um, again another one, uh, Emil Bargatsky, who along with um, Peter Foster had managed to um, escape uh, from Buchenwald, um, who fled to Czechoslovakia, and who was returned and eventually executed, uh, having murdered a guard 
in order to uh, to get out. He was uh, finally uh, returned to Germany in, in 1938. Um, by January 1938, um, there were 1,008 um, criminals, or so-called criminals, alleged criminals, in Buchenwald, and that made up over 38% of the camp's population. In 38-39, most of them would be sent to Flossenburg, um, and along with Mauthausen, both, um, both Flossenburg and Mauthausen uh, became camps for um, alleged criminals, uh, those uh, men who were identified with the Green Triangle. Um, those who were arrested as kind of career criminals um, often were uh, targeted by the SS, uh, particularly uh, as kind of... Um, figures of uh, that needed to be particularly uh, harshly punished. The reason why is for um, quite ideological reasons. These were uh, supposed to be uh, members of um, the Aryan racial community, but were seen as the kind of the, 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 the failures, um, those who had um, conflicting political ideas, communists, socialists, um, were obviously kind of scorned and hated by the, the, the SS. But those who were almost kind of had no excuse were treated uh, harshly as well. Rudolf Hess um, referred to them as brute and base, villains devoted to a life of crime and sin, and thought that they were the real enemies of the state who were uh, Im- unable to be reformed. This is another key feature of the thinking about the criminal classes. The communists and socialists, with enough discipline and uh, violence and work, they can be changed. But the uh, kind of the the thugs and the kind of what Marx would refer to as the lumpen proletariat, um, they were really somebody a, a class that couldn't you couldn't do very much with, and perhaps you just needed to kind of keep them in check with violence. Um, SS camp compound leader Hermann Baranowski um, sp- uh, greeted prisoners in 1937, saying, Listen up, you filth. Do you know where you are? Yes? No? You don't know. Well then, I'll explain it to you. You're not in a prison, and you're not in a penitentiary either. You're in a concentration camp. That means you're in an educational camp. You are to be educated here, and we'll educate you all right. You may rely on that, you stinking swine. You will be given useful work here. Anyone not performing it to our satisfaction will be helped by it. We have our methods. You'll get to know them. There's no loafing about here, and let no one believe he can run away. No one escapes from here. The sentries have instructions to shoot uh, without warning any attempt to escape. And we have the elite of the SS. Our boys are very good shots. Um, and though this is obviously true... Um, the uh, the camp um, did have lethal uh, punishment for those trying to escape, and the camp SS guards assumed that because they were dealing with career criminals, these are the ones that are most are most likely to escape. That um, middle class socialist intellectuals that have wound up in the camp are probably less likely to try to go over the wire than um, the criminal classes. So there is there are all sorts of kind of class based assumptions tied up in all of this as well. Um, the SS were quick to attack criminals inside the camp, 
they were, of course, easy to pick out by their green triangle. And they were thought to be more likely to be troublemakers, and so more likely to be um, uh, deserving of, of violence. In Sachsenhausen, 26 criminals died in 1937, and 10 of them in one month in March and April, which actually exceeded the death rate amongst political prisoners in the same period. So uh, this, this, this kind of turns around uh, an interesting and popular idea that's arguably slightly something of a myth about the camps, that it was the criminal classes that had it slightly easier um, and the political classes who were uh, the political prisoners um, who were at the, at the bottom of the heap. Actually, at least in one month, the stats don't show that. It shows that there, there's more violence inflicted on uh, the, uh, the, the criminal elements. And the same was true of Buchenwald, where 46 professional criminals died during the first year inside the camp in 1937 to 38. Um, other inmates had hostility towards them too. Um, uh, if you had the uh, green triangle um, and you were uh, identified as a professional criminal, um, then it was feared that there might be some sort of, you might be put to some sort of kind, uh, use by the, uh, the camp authorities. But... Um, Political prisoners actually looked upon the uh, criminal prisoners as the dregs of society, the kind of um, the, the, the useless um, criminal classes, um, and despised them. Um, this was really the result of pre-existing social prejudices um, based around social class, which uh, members of the SPD and even the KPD were, were not above, and it was also to do with the experience that some um, political prisoners had when they were in uh, in mainstream prisons uh, and uh, came uh, across Germany's um, criminal uh, criminal elements, and you know didn't fare very well uh, against them, had unpleasant dealings uh, with them uh, as a result. However. Most of the criminals who were incarcerated uh, by the uh, SS were not violent offenders. They, they were not the kind of uh, career gangsters or violent criminals. They were mainly petty thieves. So small-time, what you would call property offenders, um, who were motivated largely by poverty. Um, uh, there were people um, like um, Emil Bargatsky, uh, who was arrested during 1937, suspected of burglary. Um, the Greens had no way of creating a kind of a united front with the, the other uh, camp inmates. Now, the, the interesting comparison, I would say, in this situation, or contrast, is looking at the, the Soviet camps. In the Soviet camps, uh, a, a gangster class, the Urki, um, existed... And the Urki were a part of a kind of a much more established uh, criminal underworld that predated the Russian Revolution and had survived Stalinism and was far more integrated into the camp system. Um, so much so 
that kind of gangsterism within the the, the camp system was fairly commonplace, uh, overlooked by the camp administrators, and also uh, put to various useful purposes by the camp administrators. That doesn't seem to be quite the same picture in the, the Nazi camps. So the majority of criminals aren't part of a, some kind of gang or gangsterism system. There is no solidarity for them. They are petty offenders um, who are no more or less likely to be violent than any other uh, camp inmate. Um, some, of course, form friendships and some uh, form small little groups and cliques inside, but it's really not quite the same thing. Um, those bonds are not as strong as those amongst uh, political prisoners because there isn't an underlying, underlying political creed behind behind them. There isn't a, a, a past of ideological struggle or shared belief. And so the, the life for the criminal uh, inmates was particularly hard. And the uh, tensions between political and green prisoners, or red and green prisoners, was observable and, and real. Um, they didn't really uh, emerge from the brutality of the criminal prisoners, but mainly for for the kind of elitism from the political prisoners and, and the ever-present competition for scarce resources, decent jobs inside the inside the camps, um, decent rations or bearable rations, and uh, sleeping conditions and uh, and all the rest. And these only intensify during the war, become harder and harder. So, following the nineteen thirty seven police offensive against criminals. Himmler and the police leaders um, planned the next move uh, against social outsiders, and that would be against those they viewed as being work-shy and asocial, those who did not fit the, uh, the this other aspect, this non-criminalised uh, aspect, but sort of um, this aspect of German society that deviated from Nazi ideas about work and industriousness uh, and working towards um, building a new Reich. And those are that is what we're going to look at the next time we dip into the history of the camps. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. I hope you found this useful, helpful and interesting. And we'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Do remember to check us out at the Explaining History Facebook page where we always put up new and interesting material, the Explaining History podcast Facebook group, should I say. And, and also, if you can swing by our Patreon page, um, we get behind a tiny sliver of ad revenue and an awful lot of goodwill. Uh, so any help you can give the Explaining History podcast so we can keep up putting out good free material for you, um, so much the better. Thanks, all the best, bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.